Welcome to the Health Humanities Podcast. Our mission is to facilitate interdisciplinary thinking and creative work related to illness, caregiving, and medicine. I'm Elizabeth Coletti, the Editor-in-Chief of the Health Humanities Journal of UNC Chapel Hill. In this episode, we'll hear from Grace Sword, who's a poet majoring in dramatic arts and English with a minor in anthropology. We'll start with hearing her read her poem, I Wish You'd Stop Pacing the Hallway, She Makes Me Anxious. We hope you enjoy. I wish she'd stop pacing the hallway. She makes me anxious. Violet shirts clash against seafoam green pants, against orange socks, stained with spilled, albeit hurled milk and tears. I ask myself, why can't I look good while I'm in here? In here, where the TVs are caged and buildings and mountains are drawn with dull crayons on paper stuck on windowless walls that do not let any sun in, so the fluorescent lights will have to do. I could ask for another blanket, but I decided it was better to feel cold than nothing at all. That poem can be found in our spring 2020 issue, available on our website, Grace, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so interested to get to hear more about this poem, which is both so intriguing and also really visceral. Can you share a little more of the context of what was going on in your life leading you to write this? Yes. So um, the reason why I wrote this, I spent a week in the psychiatric unit um, at the UNC hospital last year. I was going through a really rough time. I was feeling very rejected at the time by like everyone. Things were just not working out for me and it felt like my whole world was just crumbling in and there was just no, there was nothing that I could do. I just felt so defeated and I just wanted to give up. (laughs) So then I'm glad that you were able to go get help. Um, So did you start out knowing where you wanted to end with this poem, or was it more of an exploration of all those emotions and kind of frustration that you were going through? It was a little bit of both. I definitely think this poem, it was written right after I got out. I spent a lot of time reflecting after that period, and a lot of ways that helped me was through poetry, because poetry helps me find beauty in all things, even if they're sad and painful memories or if they're happy memories. How much of what we see in the poem is kind of just just the facts, ma'am, versus where did you take more creative license? This is all facts. So the violet shirts, the the literal shirts that we wore were violet colored. The pants that they gave us were a seafoam green. It was hideous. And we were given orange socks, like the ones with the little sticky things at the bottom. Mm -hmm. One of the first memories I had there was someone throwing milk not at me in per se but just throwing milk and yeah literally and the tvs are caged they're literally in a box so you can't touch them i guess you're given a remote but you can't really go up to the Mm -hmm. tv and i remember there was this one girl who was in there and she was drawing on papers and she stuck them to her wall Mm-hmm. And there was no windows in that place. And it was like those creepy fluorescent lights in a hospital. 
all of those details for someone reading the poem, it does create this really vivid image and all of that really comes together. I won't say in a beautiful way, but in a really effective way. Yes. Um, You mentioned there with the different pieces of clothing. In this poem, you touch on this key aspect of being in a hospital setting, of not being able to control your appearance and kind of the depersonalization that comes with that. So did writing help you regain a sense of control during this time? Oh, for sure, for sure. Writing is one of those things that I can't, yeah, I can control. Whatever I put down on the paper, it's my words and it's no one else's. These are my experiences and no one else's. And that's what I can control and it definitely helped me. I also just wanted to credit the title, which from that writer's perspective does so much to grab the reader and not let them go. What other ways did you think about how you could draw the reader into this experience and be able to share what this was like for you? Being descriptive as possible, but ironically not too emotional because this time was so emotional for me. So while there are emotions in here, they're very subtle because these are all like facts and descriptions that I'm saying, but it's all very much subtext. And the title, again, was based all on fact There was a girl who was pacing the hallway, and it was very interesting, and it made me anxious. This poem really brings up issues of mental health, which is so critically important to focus on and to pay attention to and care for just as much as we care for our bodies. So can you speak to the ways that you've maybe approached your mental health that may be useful for other people, other students to keep in mind? Yes, for sure. Always get help. I can't preach that enough. A thousand times, always get help always go to therapy. Even if you're not depressed, therapy is good for everyone. Everyone should do it. I highly recommend it. Finding coping mechanisms is difficult for me, but if you can find a way, even if it's just one thing, that can calm you down just a little bit. Even if it just calms you down by a small percentage, it's the little things. It's baby steps. And you have to remind yourself, it's just baby steps. You're not going to get to that happy place soon or quickly. I mean, I'm still not all the way there. I don't think anyone is all the way there. We're all struggling and we just have to remind ourselves it's baby steps. You just got to keep going, get some help when you need it, and everything will be okay. I love that idea of baby steps. I think that's really important for people to be able to to consider it's not just a, a solid state that we're always at. Things are always changing and we always need to be paying attention and seeing how we can get ourselves help and help others. And you did mention that writing has been a part of that for you. Can you talk a little more about how writing was important to your healing process? I'm very much an emotional person. And poetry is a way for me to express those deep emotions. I feel things very, very, very much intensely. And for some reason, even though I'm not that amazing at writing, I've just had this connection with it. Because because you can make it your own. No one's going to write the exact same words you do. No one's going to write the exact same sentences that you do. And that's what makes it special. Even if it's a crappy poem, you can at least know for sure it is a unique poem. So you mentioned to me that you're an English major. Have you taken classes that have allowed you to explore writing and talking about health in a creative way? Yes, I have taken intro to poetry writing, intermediate poetry writing and then a third level like specialty poetry class it definitely helped me use my words better and make things more meaningful and it helped me get my emotions across because sometimes emotions are hard to evoke 
They're really hard. Everyone can interpret poems differently. So trying to find that happy medium where at least people get the same emotion, that's the goal. And I definitely think those three classes have helped me. So are you currently in any writing classes or are there other ways that you're continuing to pursue the health humanities and poetry or anything else? Sadly, I'm not in any writing classes this semester, but I definitely have been still writing poetry. One of the things I definitely would like to put out there is that you just keep writing. Even if it's, I think any English major will tell you that by TAs, any English class, creative writing or not, just keep writing. Even if it's just blah, 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 blah. Just keep doing it. Eventually you'll get somewhere. Eventually the words that you want to come out will just come pouring out of your mouth and onto the paper. It'll happen. You just have to be patient and you have to be kind to yourself. You can't force it. You can't force the process. I love talking with people about their creative processes because it is so difficult. It is so, I feel like we're always waiting for this mythical inspiration or like mythical motivation to write something and sometimes we do have experiences that is like this is the fodder for what we can write about but then also just putting it on the page is a whole job in and of itself um and i i really love the way that you've been talking about this of how you can continue to approach this work in a way that is useful for you and also can create something wonderful are you okay with talking about some of the recent poems that you've done or are they still like in progress? So the I'm working on a chapbook, a very, my own chapbook, and I called it, I never said it was healthy because <laughs> I definitely have sometimes unhealthy ways of dealing things, or at least I used to. These poems are going to be about that. They're going to be about that experience. So one of them, um, the first poem is called Head of a Skeleton with a Burning Cigarette from the perspective of a 14-year-old who is going through it. It was a, an assignment. It was a prompt for a class. We had to look at a picture and we had to write a poem on it. My favorite painter is Vincent van Gogh and I really connect with him because we both had emotional difficulties. He definitely suffered mental health-wise, unfortunately. So I felt like this would be perfect to write a poem on. And I want to do something a little darker and writing it from the perspective of my younger self who did not have the coping mechanisms as she does today. More great titles. I'm, <laughs> I would love to read more of your work in the future. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming to talk with me today. This has been really fun. Thank you for having me. I love this. <laughs> thank you for listening. You can find Grace's poem and the rest of the Health Humanity Journal's Spring 2020 issue on our website, linked in the show notes, or go to hhj.web.unc.edu. The music you're hearing now and at the top is from Andy G. Cohen. Thanks again to Grace for coming to talk with me, and be sure to watch for our next episode to hear more from the authors of the Health Humanities Journal of UNC Chapel Hill.